Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Um, if I wanted the max amount of followers, I would not have pursued Piper or Natasha. I would have went after a girl with a million followers. Uh, and, and so that that's just not the case. Um, and, you know, everyone saying I'm there for TV and all that stuff is just ironic and silly. Um, you know, as they're mic'd up and in an interview with a camera in their face saying that I'm there for TV, uh, but fully understanding that they're speaking to a camera that's going to air their words on TV, uh, you know. We all know we're going to be on TV. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and it's Friday. So you know what that means this week in Bachelor Nation. TGIF. TGIF indeed. We usually do this on Thursdays, but since they switched the schedule on us and Bachelor in Paradise is on Tuesdays now... We put out This Week in Bachelor Nation on Friday, so you can go into the weekend knowing all of the most important happenings within the nation. We're going to give you our screams from the pit at the end of this with a very special Discord submitted scream, which you can access if you're on our Patreon, and you can submit your own screams in that Patreon in that Discord channel, and maybe we will play it in our screams from the pit. We're also going to give you all of the big parasocial plays that happened this week. There were some doozies. We're going to give you all of those gains. We're going to give you all of those tids. We are going to give you a state of the world. But before we get into any of that, we have a little bit of business to discuss here up top. Wow. <laughs> I love business. This is, I love this business. I'll tell you that much because what we have to talk about are some new contests. That is correct. As many of you know, we have a book coming out in January called How to Win the Bachelor. It is the unofficial rulebook, playbook, <laughs> and strategy guide for any incoming player uh, who wants to know basically how to get to the end of the game, to win the ring, to win the crown, to get top four, whatever you may want out of the experience. This book tells you how to do it using statistically generated metrics and strategies that we have gleaned over the past 25 seasons of watching literally every episode and writing down every play and making sense of all of it. So, in support of that endeavor, we're doing a double contest. Some people do one contest, we're doing two. The first contest is an individual contest. You're going to go to howtowinthebachelor.com, and there's a little form that you can fill out with your email address, and you upload a picture of your receipt. This can be a screen cap, this can be a picture of an actual paper receipt, if that's even possible. I don't think that is possible. I think it has to be a screen cap of wherever you've, you've bought your book from, but you're going to upload that. And then in December, we are going to do a drawing of everybody who's entered the contest. And these are the prizes. 15 people will receive autographed copies of How to Win the Bachelor from both Pace Case and I. Five people will receive autographed copies of How to Win the Bachelor from both Pace Case and I. And 
you're going to get to come to an hour-long Zoom with Pace Case and I and the other people who have won that tier of the contest. Three people are going to get the autographed book, the Zoom party, and a very special piece of contraband, a t-shirt that we made and never put out. <laughs> We're not going to tell you what's on the t-shirt. It is very germane to Gore. It is very germane to our beloved game. But no one has these. Three people are going to get them. And then one very lucky winner is going to get the autograph book. You're going to get to Zoom with us by yourself. You're going to get the contraband shirt. And you're going to get a prize that is beyond description. We literally cannot tell you what it is. We can only say it is the most important object on the face of the planet. And you are going to receive it. <laughs> And we know you'll feel the same way when you get it and see what it is. Damn. I mean, two contests, though. If that's not enough, <laughs> it's a dynamic duo of contests. That's right. And the second contest, you might be saying to yourself, well, that's only a couple of people, a handful. I can't possibly mm -hmm. win one of those prizes statistically. So the second contest is a contest for everybody. It is a wider contest that gives prizes to everyone in the pit. We have a goal of pre-selling 10,000 copies. We hope that that will get us on the New York Times bestseller list, will help us achieve the ultimate goal of selling our own reality show. And so in service of that, we are doing a four-tiered contest for everyone. If we can sell 25% of those copies, it will unlock something for everyone in the pit. A brand new song that I've made and that is ready to go, and it is called The Bottom of the Pit. I think you will like it very much. <laughs> if we can get to 25% of our stated goal of 10,000, that unlocks. If we get to 50% of our stated goal of 10,000, Pace Case and I, <laughs> we are going to go do an Instagram Live from the shadow of the mansion. We're going to drive to the fucking mansion. I don't know how close we can get, but we're going to do an Instagram as live. As close as we can. As close as we can without uh, th legal threats. We're going to get there and do an Instagram live and everyone can join us, obviously, for that. If we get to 75% of our stated goal, Pace Case, why don't you tell them what we're going to do? Uh, you may have heard me hint at it in my scream from the pit in last week's Twibbon. If we get to 75% of the 10K goal. Clues and I are going to participate in a Huju contest. <laughs> Clues versus Pace Case. Who can do the better Huju? Oh, it will probably be, we will probably be Hujuing the same person so that it will be fair. And probably because we can probably only convince one person to do this for us. <laughs> and we will be filming it. We will have a third party rank and declare a winner. Uh, Clues has never even attempted a hooju, so I think I should at least have some advantage there, but we shall see. Well, look, as we get closer to the number, which I believe we will, you know, Clues might be doing some practicing on something. I don't know. There's trees in my neighborhood. I don't Practice know. Practice on what? On a tree? I don't know. <laughs> I can't dangerous. have the first hooju no I give. ever do be in this contest. I have to... <laughs> You know? Oh my God, you're going to train. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, that is the goal at 75%. It's the thing that I thought I would never do. It's a thing I definitely thought Clues would never do. And I hope it will be a 
a beautiful gift for the pit. As the pit provides, we provide for the pit some glorious content. And if we hit 100% of the stated goal, we are going to do something that we have never done. We are going to do something we have never discussed. We are going to do something that I think will be revolutionary in some ways. I'm, I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how it will turn out if we get to that number. We are not going to tell you what it is. That one will be a lot more work for us, but we are willing to do it. Absolutely. But it is a way that I think we can... I'm not going to say what it is. I don't want to say what it is. It no. is a surprise. I think everyone will love it. And as Pesuke said, it's a massive amount of work, but I think it will be worth it. So hopefully everybody can join in on this contest. Again, you just go to howtowinthebachelor.com and you can sign up to uh, potentially win any of those individual prizes. And then we are going to be putting out on our social media where we are with the ranking of the 25, 50, 75, uh-huh. 100% contest. And we'll be unlocking those things as we hit those numbers. So thank you very much for everybody who's already pre-ordered. All your receipts are valid. You just go put them in at How to Win the Bachelor. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with all of this stuff. But yes. it's fun. I'm looking forward to it. Like it's, it's, I think these things are fun. And I think the song like, I'm glad we put that one at 25% because I really want to release it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard for you to just keep the music inside. Yeah. But that is it for all of our business up top. Now we are moving on with the main meat of this week in Bachelor Nation. We're going to start this episode like we start all episodes with Game of Roses. State of the World. As you know, in State of the World, we talk about some larger event out in the big wide world, and we relate it back to our beloved game, to the nation itself. How is all of this stuff interconnected? And this past week saw a massive event occur outside the world of our beloved game. On Monday, September 13th, we saw the most important celebrity event of the year take place in New York at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. We are, of course, talking about the Met Gala. Every year, this charity fundraiser event brings out the top of the top A-list celebrities, all dressed in fashions designed to push the limits and grab the attention of all the press that cover the event. Tables at the event could cost anywhere from $75,000 to $250,000, and individual tickets can set your run-of-the-mill celebrity back $25,000. The list of 700 guests is hand-curated by the longtime editor of Vogue magazine, Anna Winter, and these celebrities come from all arenas of the world of fame movie stars musical artists politicians and this year there was an influx of influencers the likes of which the event has never accommodated addison ray beauty youtuber jackie ina try guy eugene lee yang 20 year old youtube star emma chamberlain beauty youtuber Nikki Tutorials, and Charlie D'Amelio's little sister, Dixie, were all in attendance, rubbing shoulders with the likes of politicians like AOC and Representative Carolyn Maloney. The idea of having celebrities known only for their social media fame at the Met Gala is still relatively new. The first influencer to ever attend the event was fashion mogul Kiara Ferrani back in 2015, then in 2016, blogger-turned-actress Tavi Gevinson showed up, and vlogger Liza Koshy showed up in 2018. Then in 2019, there was an uptick of influencer acceptance with Lily Singh, James Charles, and Camila Colo all walking the red carpet. 
there is still some online backlash at the idea that influencers are legitimately deserving of this high honor that has traditionally been reserved for celebrities of other ilks. But the truth is that celebrity is celebrity. And now that social media is producing celebrities that have hundreds of millions of people watching every video they put out, it seems like at least Anna Wintour gets it, even if some other people might not. Influencer celebrity is valid celebrity. And as we start to see more and more people from the influencer world take up spots once held for more traditional celebrities at events like the Met Gala, we have to start asking ourselves, when are we going to see the first player from our beloved game at the Met Gala? And who will that player be? And what will they have to do to get that invitation? And what will they wear? I can see a version of this <laughs> where it's Tyler Cameron coming in shirtless eating a steak. His trademark look. His shorts say on the back, eat the rich. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> Ty- I mean, Tyler Cameron arguably is the closest person to this A-list fame dating Gigi Hadid for a moment. She was at the Met Gala. Yeah, he might have been able to be her date or something. I could see something like that happening. I don't know that if that's like, if that counts though. If you're somebody's plus one, I mean, I guess it mm. does. You get in however you can get in. But there's this idea that at least in all the articles I'm reading about this, that these influencers have this kind of like secondhand celebrity in some people's eyes. Certainly not in Anna Winter's eyes. She's inviting them all to this. But other celebrities sometimes feel like this. Certainly people online talk about it in this way. And I feel like that's very similar to the fame bachelor players experience they obviously become influencers Mm -hmm. through their time on bachelor but there's this idea that like the bachelor world the celebrity you have really only matters within that world and it never kind of creeps outside of that and we're starting to see some players bristow i would argue is like this certainly rachel Lindsay is like this where they're really starting to elevate themselves into real celebrity or celebrity of other kinds that has nothing to do with the bachelor Yeah, there definitely is still this stigma that is attached to Bachelor players, attached to their own celebrity. I think that we're starting to see the stigmas wear off all around. I mean, TikTok influencers are just as much influencers as the Kardashians. The D'Amelios have literally hundreds of millions of people watching their shit. Bachelor in Paradise has three million people watching its episodes you know (laughs) and i'm not comparing bachelor fame to what d'amelia is doing i'm saying the the content that they're making for relatively nothing charlie d'amelio can turn on her fucking cell phone and make a video that costs literally no money and paradise has to be produced for millions of dollars they have to sequester people with a giant camera crew the idea of even how to produce media in terms of what it can Mm -hmm. what the payout is of it that's all changing as well that's a part of this. And I do think there's some like pushback from the traditional establishment that's like, well, no, that's not a movie. That's not, you know, you have to have a crew and there has to be like more effort put into it, but it doesn't matter. Fame is fame. And now that we're seeing social media give rise. Viewers are viewers. Yes, exactly. Especially to advertisers, which ultimately is how people make money. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all that really matters. But I do think in the near future, we've talked about this. There's going to be somebody coming out of our beloved game that cracks into that 10 million or so Instagram followers, that cracks into that next level up where they're, they're known, yes, for the beloved game, but they are bigger than the beloved game. And I think that type mm-hmm. of person could make their way into a Met Gala. I don't know what it's going to take, though, because it's not like 
if you stay in the box of the bachelor, if you play nice, if you do what the producers ask and you're just like the next bachelor in the chain or bachelorette or whatever, I don't think you ever get out of that box. You've got to do something much bigger. And we've seen Matt James try to do transcend. Well, I think like Caitlin Bristow is doing it to some degree. She's got all these different business things going on. I don't think Dancing with the Stars is out of the Bachelor box yet. That's still an ABC show. (laughs) Obviously, they just like transition Bachelor players into it. We're going to see Matt James do it very soon. But I do like what Matt James is doing with NFTs. He is trying to get into a different (laughs) world. NFTs are a multi-billion dollar Mm -hmm. business that erupted over the span of a year. It makes more money than TV shows. It makes more money than the fucking Bachelor does. That's for fucking sure. And he's at least trying to get into that world where he can be a celebrity in something else that is a huge money industry. It's not quite working exactly for him. Like, he's not really cracking through, but, like, he might. There's also something that we will discuss in Parasocial Plays, but Rachel Lindsay is transcending the Bachelor world as well. Not just in not having a Bachelor podcast about it, but doing these other entertainment jobs, talking with some world-renowned experts about hot-button issues like COVID, etc., that I could see her being the first one there. She's doing a fantastic job, and I don't want to get too much into this. Like, We'll get into it later for sure. But what she's doing with her career, going from player on season 21 to 13th Bachelorette, to on-air talent for multiple different entertainment magazines, MTV shows, to book, to now interviewing Fauci. It's like, fuck. She's doing it perfectly. It may seem like a slow ascent because her season was a little while ago, but she's taking every proper step. It's fascinating to watch. And I think, yeah, for my money right now, she has the most potential to be like the biggest celebrity to come from Bachelor. Time will tell. Time will tell. But that is the state of the world. We got these big celebrity things going on and this idea of is this type of celebrity more or less valid than any other type of celebrity? We believe the answer is no. Followers are followers. Eyeballs are eyeballs. And eventually, hopefully, somebody from our beloved game is going to have enough of those followers and eyeballs that they start to get invited to shit like this. You, you did kind of see a little bit of it at like some players this week were... And last week we're at New York Fashion Week. They went to the U.S. Mm -hmm. Open. They're starting to do more like generic celebrity activities that are photo ops and stuff. And I think that's helping as well. When you can see them out at these other celebrity events, it validates their celebrity. They're not trapped in the, the Bachelor box, which is very helpful. But now it is time to move on to the next segment of our program where we discuss all of the movements on instagram the very thing we were talking about who's getting the big numbers who's having the best chance to crack into that real celebrity world this is this week in games we always start this week in games by discussing the ratings of the most recent episode and tuesday's episode of bachelor in paradise had viewers tuning in for the thrilling conclusion to the grocery store Joe 4TRR gang versus Brennan and Piper's pre-planned assault of the sanctity of paradise. And it seems like <laughs> this producer-crafted narrative worked pretty well because, believe it or not, the numbers actually got a little bump. The show pulled in. 
<laughs> the show pulled in a point nine six rating in the eighteen to forty nine year old demo with a total of three point two million views. Those numbers were up fifteen and three percent respectively from last week's episode. And the demo number was competitive with America's Got Talent over on NBC Tuesday night, but in raw views, America's Got Talent crippled BIP with over double the total viewers at seven point one six million. As always, we have no idea what these dwindling numbers actually mean in terms of actual viewership, but with massive Instagram gains from players like Natasha Parker and new Bachelor Nation podcasts coming out almost weekly, it seems to us at least that the fourth audience is still growing even in the face of these less than stellar ratings. Now, let's move on to the top five gains chart for this season of Bachelor in Paradise. Here are the top five Instagram gains for the players of Bachelor in Paradise season seven since our twibbon last week. The gold medal in gains once again goes to clickbait host Natasha Parker. She gained 78K for her continued heartbreak edit and almost guzzling down Clues' Creature of the Week with her one-on-one Marg Bug Play with Dr. Joe, bringing her into the 400K club with 453,000 followers total. And Clickbait has these gains on lock as the silver medal in gains this week goes to the other host of Clickbait, Grocery Store Joe, a.k.a. GSJ, a.k.a. GS Joe. He gained 52,000 Instagram followers, bringing him to 788K total for pace cases, mob of disgruntled females play the game, and has reciprocated LL3 with Serena Pitt on his picnic mini date. The bronze medal in gains goes to... Love Triangle Dweller and Bachelor Clues' Play of the Game recipient, Serena Pitt. She gained 43,000 followers this week, bringing her to 250K total for being the first player in this season to love level three when she raised her love level with clickbait host Grocery Store Joe on their mini date. And fourth place of gains this week goes to Deandra Canoe. She gained 25.6 thousand followers for joining the mob of disgruntled females and for her swan song exit bump, bringing her to 93.7k total. I'd also like to say probably all of this was due to the fact that I made a meme this week of Grocery Store <laughs> Joe in the center of a G.I. Joe movie poster, and I put DeAndre Canoe in it. I put everybody involved in that entire event in this movie poster. Mm. You can check out that meme if you haven't already on my Instagram page. DeAndre was kind enough to use it as the background in a TikTok, and I'm pretty sure that's why she got all of her gains. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Fifth place in gains goes to... First Sand, Abigail Herringer. She gained 22K for her continued 4TRR chemistry play with young Noah Herb, bringing her to 563,000 Instagram followers total. And of course, we have to give some honorable mentions. Honorable mention goes out to professional rivalman Aaron Clancy. He gained 21,000 followers, bringing him to 135K total for his fact slash big body trash can filled colorful narration. And the biggest loss in gains this week, once again, goes to Villain Edit recipient Brendan Marias. He lost 16,000 followers this week for his 4TWR self-elimination, bringing him to 246k total. He's still hemorrhaging followers, although not at the same rate as last week, and he lost around 100k for this 4TWR storyline. And now we move on to the top five chart for 9-16-21. It has remained unchanged, despite the extraordinary play 
of everyone from this week. The demigod herself, Demi Burnett, is still sitting in that top spot with 1.219 million Instagram followers, almost exactly the same number that she came in with. So despite all of her hard work in the gang, all of her hard work in the boom boom room, it just did not pay off. All of it. it. She got nothing for this. The first Tropical Royale, Becca Kufrin, comes in at number two, just below Demigod at 1.206 million Instagram followers. She's gained around 15K total. That's not too bad. Tia Booth now has 1.135 million followers. She's gained 21K on sand. We dip out of the Million Club for fourth place as GSJ has 788,000 followers. First male sand and protector of the process has gained 180,000 followers this season. God, I, it's astounding as a night one guy that, I mean, I just never thought I'd see anything like this ever from a night one player. No. He's going to hit a million by the do end of this. Do you think there's still hope for Captain Volcano? Yes, I do. <laughs> if Grocery Store Joe can do this, anyone can do anything, in my opinion. <laughs> anyone can do anything. And rounding out the top five is Grocery Store Joe's ex-Paradise girlfriend, Kendall Long, at 613K. She gained 17K this year on sand before storming off into the night herself. So this has remained completely unchanged. We've seen some big gains for Grocery Store Joe, but he was in this place the entire time. And the three players who are over a million are just, it's locked down. There's no chance to catch them. I mean... The biggest gains have been Natasha Parker, but she is still at 453K. She's hundreds of thousands of followers away from Kendall. What will she have to do to, to get another few hundred thousand followers? Is it even possible? Proposal. I think so. I think you get proposal bumps. I agree. And I think Grocery Store Joe is headed that way with Serena Pitt. And I think he's going to crack mm-hmm. a million. Really? That's 300K? Yep. He's already got 180K for doing basically nothing, moping around the beach (laughs) and getting involved in these producer-mounted eliminations, basically, of Chris Conran and Piper and Alana and Brendan. He's the leader of that, and he's got 100K for those. I mean, he got 52K this week for that he would need to repeat that performance over and over it's i mean you're gonna see coming up gsj is gonna ll4 serena pitt she's gonna ll4 mm -hmm. him they're gonna i mean i think they're gonna propose i think that's going to happen for sure yeah it would they would be incredibly stupid not to and say what you want about gsj that motherfucker does know how to play this game clearly (laughs) he knows Mm -hmm. that that's what you have to do at the end to get maximum benefit. And I think he's going to do it. Okay. Here's how he can get a million. Propose to Serena P. She says no. Ooh. I think she'll say yes though. Cause she wants the followers as well. I mean, she'll say yes, but yeah. Would be, I think he would get a bigger bump. If she dumps him at the altar, than pairing off. I don't know. I think he's going to propose. I think she's going to accept. I think he will get a million. She might crack a million. And then clickbait the week after that will be number one show, number one podcast again, as they're on there to talk about their new engagement. You think she'll crack a million? She's at 250. You know what happens to paradise couples? Yeah. I know. I've they just explode. I got so burned by the Katie Thurston million prediction that I'm like, 
I'm so hesitant. I'm like, they'll gain nothing. We are seeing the explosive growth we have seen for Natasha Parker is evidence that that is possible. It can happen yeah. overnight almost. We're seeing like mm-hmm. you can gain hundreds of thousands of followers in a 24, 48 hour period. If they propose, I think that same thing is going to hold true. Yeah. I mean, it's the problem with all of the island shows is they start to get more boring as the couple solidify and there's no one, there's no villains really anymore. And I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see how it plays out. I will too. But good luck to all these players. It started out as a very boring season. It became a very entertaining season. And now it's a historic season. Not only because we've got our first Tropical Royale in Becca Kufrin, the first player ever to win a ring, a crown, and appear on sand, but we've got all these historic gains, these historic losses. This really, in terms of- Celeb hosts. The celeb hosts. We got Lil John for the first time on sand. This really will go down as, I think, one of the most important Bachelor in Paradise seasons of all time because it radically changed how social media works in conjunction with the Mm -hmm. show, including how Bachelor Nation official podcast hosts can use this show to elevate themselves and how the show, how Warner Brothers uses the show to elevate their podcasts. And I don't think that's going away ever. They're going to use that business model till doomsday now. Why not? Make money twice for the same thing. Three times, four times if you can. Well, I think everybody from Bachelor in Paradise should have an official Bachelor Nation podcast. Literally every one of them. <laughs> Do you think we'll see one come out of this? Like Serena Pitt and Canoe, Marissa Gunn? Here's who I think they should give the next Bachelor Nation podcast to if it's going to be somebody from this Bachelor in Paradise. Tammy. I, I would listen yes. to, to that podcast. She was on Clickbait not that long ago. I just ago. got She's chills. very good. I think she would be fantastic. Tammy didn't make this chart. She only got 9K for her swan song but she's at 126 but i yeah i will say she established herself this season on bachelor in paradise as a more interesting figure within the nation she did a good job in paradise she got out of it what Mm -hmm. she needed to get out of it she didn't get huge huge gains but she did get some gains and she has cemented herself as an interesting player within the contemporary nation i would also like to see thomas jacobs have a podcast called big body trash cans and where he just talks to other big body trash cans. But that rounds out it's all of our phrase. all of our gains. And now it's time to delve into all of those delicious tids. Throughout history, all human beings have wanted to look their best when they're presenting themselves to the general public. And in service of that, at some point, Many thousands of years ago, we invented the idea of cosmetics, and they've been made in a variety of ways throughout history. But now there is a company called Thrive Cosmetics that is making their cosmetics with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients, and their clinically proven formulas not only highlight your best features, they actually improve your skin over time. How many cosmetics can say that? All Thrive Cosmetics products are formulated without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. Thrive Cosmetics never test on animals. They're Leaping Bunny and PETA certified as 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Thrive Cosmetics has a bold mission that's truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. We're talking about women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and all kinds of other situations. 
Look, I've talked about the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara before. I'm going to talk about it again today. I love it. It, I wore it this weekend to all of my various events, very important things that, you know, going about my business, bopping around. And guess what? My lashes, they looked beautiful. They were extended beyond the natural <laughs> gifts that I have been given by my beautiful parents. And instead, I have <laughs> luscious, luscious extended eyelashes. So they're even better than my myself before. And my favorite part about the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, it's easy to remove. That is very important to me in a mascara. You want it to be easy on, easy off, so you're not sleeping with stuff on your face. They have a bigger than beauty mission. For every product per purchased, they commit to support nonprofit partners with a donation of funds or products. It's truly unique and inspiring. It's a beauty brand going beyond skin deep. They also have clean beauty standards, have omitted toxic ingredients, and they're cruelty-free by never testing on animals. You're going to love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. Their products are going to be the best you've ever used, and their Bigger Than Beauty mission, it truly is inspiring. You're going to love them as much as Pace Case and her lashes do. Right now, if you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash roses, you're going to get 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's thrivecosmetics.com slash roses for 15% off your first order. Once again, thrivecosmetics.com slash roses. Many, many of my teachers and people in my life have argued that I could be more productive. They say, pace case, you're you're not getting the most out of your time. What are you doing? You're dilly-dallying. And productivity is important. You want to, we only have one life to live. You want to get the most out of it. So let's say, Clues, you have started on your own online store and you're doing what you love. Maybe you're selling uh, prints of your memes. You're selling products people want, and you're starting to get orders. They're coming in fast, and now you have the hard part. You're shipping, shipping these products out. Luckily, ShipStation makes it easy. With ShipStation, it's simple to import, manage, and ship your orders out fast for a lot less money. It's no wonder that ShipStation is the number one shipping software for e-commerce sellers with more five-star reviews than anyone else. You can import orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier using ShipStation's deeply discounted rates, and automate just about any shipping task. So you'll spend a lot less time on shipping your memes and a lot more time growing your business, coming up with these, you know, society-changing memes, as you always do. Look, and it doesn't have to be memes. It doesn't matter what you're selling. My mom, for example... Still sells beanie babies, mm. not Dini babies, but beanie babies. And it doesn't matter if you're selling this stuff on Amazon, Etsy, you got your own website. ShipStation is going to funnel all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, like my mom does with her beanie babies from her cell phone. You're even going to get access to amazing discounts with major carriers. We're talking UPS. We're talking FedEx. You know they got USPS up in there. Easily compare carriers and choose the best solution 
literally every time. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates that are usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts, without the commitments. It's all the benefit, none of the hassle. Ship more in less time. Just use our offer code ROSES to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, type in ROSES, that's ShipStation.com, enter offer code ROSES, make ship happen. Clues, mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring, I'm ready to get out there, I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx, that's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims clues it is springtime it is the off season it mm. is gore girl summer the weather's getting warmer thank dark lord palmer and it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of 
That beautiful mind clues. Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. This is... Bachelor Nation News. The biggest news in the nation is undoubtedly that we know who this season 26 Bachelor is going to be. Clayton Eckerd or Etchard. Not sure yet. If that name doesn't sound familiar, that's because you've probably never heard it. Etchard is a player in Michelle Young's upcoming season 18 of The Bachelorette, and we have yet to see a single second of screen time from him. Although the official announcement has not come from on high just yet, the mayor of Eckerd's hometown, Eureka, Missouri, Sean Flowers, posted a photo on his Facebook page of a giant banner that reads, Go find love, Clayton, along with a caption that reads, Eureka native Clayton Eckerd, the next bachelor, and a film crew from the show will be on location in downtown Eureka today around 3 o'clock. Eureka folks are welcome to come down to wish him good luck on the show and watch the shoot. Multiple journalistic sources have also confirmed Eckerd's crown status as we await the official announcement from the franchise itself. This marks the first time in history a player will be named Bachelor before his rookie season airs, other than early seasons where they announced Bachelors that were not players at all. So the players coming into his season, which starts quarantining next week, will have no opportunity to do any research on him other than what is easily available online literally right now. Like whatever you can find on him in the next five or so days, that's it. That's the only preseason research you're going to be able to do on this guy. All we really know about him at this point is that he graduated from the University of Missouri-Columbia in 2015 with a bachelor's degree in health professions and related clinical sciences. While there, he played football tight end for their Division I team. He went on to play in the NFL for the Seattle Seahawks from August to September of 2016. He played in four preseason games, but wasn't able to make the final cut to make the official roster. He's set to earn a Master of Business Administration in Health and Healthcare from Southeast Missouri State University in 2023. He has worked as a sales representative at Stryker, a medical devices company, since January 2018. He has 16.9K Instagram followers, a number that will surely skyrocket once the official announcement is made. And his bio reads, former freestyle rapper and washed up athlete now trying his luck in orthopedic sales. I, first of all, I love that the mayor of Eureka is the one who is spoiling this. It's so wholesome and cute. 
like with that banner. I couldn't believe it watching that banner. There's His a photo fucking of it. name is Sean Flowers. How much more wholesome <laughs> does that get? Hi, I'm Mayor Flowers. We just want to wish our bachelor good luck and come on down to the town square to send him off. It's like this shit, you can't make it up. This is a total return to the core of traditional bachelorhood. This is a tall, football-playing white guy from middle America. Square jaw, white-toothed smile. They're going straight back to the source. I'm very surprised he's not from Dallas. <laughs> That's, that was the only thing where I was like, they could have one-upped a little bit. But what does this mean for the franchise, other than this kind of return to bachelors of yore? This dude literally looks like a carbon copy of every other bachelor except Matt every James. Every bachelor. Jesse Palmer. Brad Womack, Colton Underwood, all mixed into one. Weaving the NFL back through there. Why do you think they made this decision to pull somebody from a season that hasn't even aired yet? I'll tell you why. He's clean. Clayton Eckert is clean. Except for the crown edit he's going to get on Michelle Young's season, we won't have seen anything from him. People can't be outraged. I mean, people are going to be outraged about any of the picks from Katie's, Katie Thurston's season at this point. Or Tasha and Claire's season. They had both of those seasons to pull from. Mm-hmm. Could have done either, really. I mean, they had all seasons. They were talking about Peter Krause. Like, his name was in there. That's a very long time ago. That's Bachelor at 13, Rachel Lindsay's season. So they could have selected anybody. I agree with you that in this selection, they keep it clean. This guy hasn't been drugged through the mud yet. We don't see all mm-hmm. of his secret pictures and likes and tweets and all that shit yet. <laughs> Nobody knows about it. Uh-huh. They're going to, though. As soon as he starts in Michelle's young season, like the fourth audience will find out everything about this guy's life. It's just a strange choice to me that, again, I agree with you. I think it's about control. They can control this narrative entirely, cut him to look any way they mm-hmm. want in her season. But it does a little bit pinch the parasocial power of having us as an audience watch it to be excited about the announcement for who it is to have some meaning Mm -hmm. attached to that because they're going to have to announce him in the next couple of days maybe even by the time this show is out they will have announced him none of us will really know anything about this guy i've seen no video of him other than the couple of posts on his instagram where he's lifting weights i've seen those and that's it you know Uh i don't know what he sounds like are they 30 pounds no they're they're, more than 30 he's lifting more than 30 pounds yes ouch what? Uh, you, how much are you putting up? What are you lifting these days? Five. I have okay. five pound weights. I rest I my don't case. lift them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say that I, you know, I tried to do a little bit of research before we did this. I couldn't find anything to the point that I was like, what if this man is a, a test tube baby who has just been curated just to play the game? He just comes out as a fully formed 30-year-old man or something. That's going to start happening. I mean, that's what I think happened with Celeste and Pruitt. Not that they were test tube babies fully formed to play the game, but they basically were fully formed to play the game over the course of a normal Mm -hmm. adolescence and young adulthood. They just absorbed it. I'm not sure that this guy is that, but like in the very near future, all players are going to be like that. They're all going to know the game inside and out. I don't know if this guy is a game player or not. Well, we have to wait and see how he fucking plays the game. We literally don't know. I know. We haven't even strange. heard him talk. But what do you think might have happened during her season to warrant this decision? It's a complete bypass of the two prior seasons of the normal system of, of selection that they use for all bachelors. Yeah. I mean, 
the problem with him being clean is that there is still vetting to go, and the vetting is going to start right now. And who knows what they'll find? They haven't, the nation hasn't vetted him yet. I'm very curious what that storyline will be. My guess is that he is America's sweetheart, ex- like charismatic, wholesome, seems very much not like an influencer. I feel like that is something they're going to go for. And that I, my prediction is he'll get a heartbreak edit in round of six, possibly hometowns, maybe fourth place so that we get to meet his family. But you don't want it to be higher than that or you've spoiled Michelle Young's season. Or maybe they don't care. They're just like, that's another part of this. This season is to some degree spoiled. As soon as he steps out of the limo, we're going to know exactly that he's the bachelor, that he cannot win, and that any emotions she's feeling for him are pointless. Any emotions he's feeling for her mm-hmm. are pointless. I think something else is going to happen. I think it's going to be earlier than round of six, a little bit. I think he's going to be the clear front runner or one of them, and something from outside the game is going to force him to leave. A family tragedy, some kind of accident outside of it, a job thing. I'm not exactly sure. I think something's going to force him to leave which is obviously a huge victimization at it through no fault of his own, but the process was working for him and he gets to say all that shit. I was falling in love. I wish I had another chance to do it. Oh, well you do. You're the bachelor. I think it's going to be something like that. I just don't know what else Hmm. would prompt the producers to make this selection. An extraordinary circumstance like must happen. Right. Because they're up against like such a, a time crunch. Like they have to start shooting the season in whatever fucking couple weeks. And they didn't have a bachelor locked in yet. This decision seems very last minute and very crazy to me. And without mm-hmm. some justification for it, it seems weird that they would just be like, well, he made it to the round of six and, and everybody likes him. Let's pick him. It seems like there has to be something bigger than that to warrant this type of a decision to me. Or is it just that they are panicking about the ratings and they're like, just like us, they're like, we're worried about Michelle Young's ratings. Let's prop up that season. That's possible. Like, I mean, I've sort of been thinking about it that we're living in kind of a new experimental era with these COVID bubble seasons, the split seasons. Absolutely. Picking The Bachelor from a season that hasn't aired yet, et cetera. I think we should call it the chaos era. The chaos era. <laughs> the chaos era is like a sub era within the professional era, I feel like. Or, you know, maybe in my head, it's kind of panning out to this. Like season 24 is just like a hard line that separates the entirety of Bachelor World into two larger kind of eras. Pre-professional, post-professional. Pre-professional. And then you have your sub eras within that. The classic, the experimental, the modern, the paradise. And now we have chaos era. And we're still living through that. (laughs) Like shit is definitely not settled, you know. But... That was our first piece of news. Now, <laughs> let's move on to these other pieces of news because there was some big stuff that happened in the nation. Harry Potter makes the news this week, and we are not talking about the 24th Bachelor pilot, Peter Weber. We're talking about the real Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. The actor and his girlfriend, Aaron Drake, made an appearance on Love to See It, the podcast hosted by Emma Gray and Claire Fallon to discuss Paradise. The Boy Who Lived provided hot takes on the Brendan Marais, Piper James game plan, Love Triangles, and the demigod Kenny Brash BBR rejection, among other things. It seems from his appearance that Radcliffe is a genuine and enthused fan of our beloved game, although he gave no indication that he is in the pit. 
perhaps someone will Mm. be able to drag him in. Time will tell, but we love to see high-profile fans of the game making their support known. Yeah, I would love Harry Potter to host a Bachelor Recap podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Him and Thomas can do the Big Body Trash Game? Him and Thomas. (laughs) Or Harry Potter and Tammy. That'd be a good one. Well, thank you to Daniel Radcliffe for warming the the horcrux in our hearts with appearing on a Bachelor Nation podcast this week. Can't wait to see him dive deeper because, you know, this franchise, once it takes a little hold from personal experience, it can, can really grab you and take over your entire life. Speaking of taking over the world, our neighbors to the north are in the news this week. Bachelor in Paradise Canada is set to premiere its inaugural season on October 10th, just nine days before Michelle Young's 18th season of The American Bachelorette premieres stateside. The cast of 26 men and women who tried to find love at a secluded lakeside location in Ontario was released, and there are some very interesting things to take away from it. First, while there are no crowns listed among prospective players, the ring winner of the first season of Bachelor Canada, Bianca Camber, will be touching the Canadian equivalent of sand. Joining her are some familiar faces from the American game as well. Recent Bachelorette season 17 floater and pal of Blake Moynes, Brendan Scanzano, a night one guy from Becca Kufrin's season and subsequent Bachelor in Paradise season 5 player Camille Nysalik, Bachelor Season 21 player Angela Amezqua, who was most known for her two runs on back-to-back seasons of Bachelor in Paradise 5 and 6, Caitlin Clemens, a native Canadian and Week 2 player from Colton Underwood season, Alex Bordakov from Rachel Lindsay season, and Ileana Panetto from Matt James's season are all hoping to find love and fame in this first season of Bachelor in Paradise Canada. But perhaps most interesting of all, 14 of the players on this season are described simply as Bachelor Nation fans. But before we get too excited thinking about the possibilities of regular people getting to test their medal in paradise, it seems more likely that these fans are simply other players from the wider casting pool that just never made it into the main game. Nonetheless, this is an interesting experiment and one we are very curious to watch unfold. It truly is like the minor leagues. This, these yes. are players, I think, that are like they were on the bubble or maybe they were even quarantined and they just didn't quite make the cut. And now they're just throwing them out into Bachelor in Paradise Canada. I'd be very curious to know how many of them are Canadian or if they're all from kind of the just the didn't quite make it North States producer pool. Yeah. From America. Oh, <laughs> I'm very curious about whether a similar pecking order type thing will establish and it'll be like. The week two people are above the night one or above the the general player pool who didn't make it. You know, Angela, two runs a bip. I mean, she's got to be first female sand. No, it'll be Bianca Camber. I think Bianca Camber will probably get it because she's a ring winner. But I totally agree with you. If you were in the show, that is also interesting. Like Bianca Camber is a ring winner, but Canadian ring winner. Scanzano was like mm-hmm. a pretty good floater in the most recent season of Bachelorette. Which one of those Top two six. people has seniority, has the clout there on Paradise? I don't know. But I do think mm. anyone who was in a main game, Canadian or otherwise, certainly 
will look down upon the people who were never in game. Praise be our beloved game and its hierarchies. <laughs> you, you're also potentially going to get things like, because we know that once you get even in the casting pool, whether you're in the show or not, sometimes you're going to DM with players. Once you're in that mm -hmm. group, parasocial, you're in it. So it's possible that some of these people have already been talking to the, in quotes, Bachelor Nation fans, and there could be prior relationships coming out of that. Well, we will see what happens on this first season of Bachelor in Paradise Canada. We wish everyone luck in all of their endeavors, be it for love or clout. Both are equally valid in our beloved game. <laughs> Speaking of clout, the Lion Dyke family is in the news this week after welcoming the fourth and fifth members of their family into this dying world on June 11th, who now sit at 316K Instagram followers. We're talking about the Lion Dyke twins, of course. The former race car driver and his second choice for wife are calling it quits for any future fetus play. In a recent Instagram story, Lauren openly asks Ari if he's ready for a vasectomy, and his answer is a resounding yes. We are anxiously awaiting Ari's parasocial documentation of his self-sterilization journey in the next few months, and we wish the family luck with this new chapter in their life. I love that the Lion Dyke twins are crushing most of the current players of Bachelor in Paradise, despite their best efforts. I mean, we have talked at length about how good Lauren and Ari are at doing parasocial play for their children. It's really astounding to see what they've done. I mean, both of their kids, or all three of their kids, I guess, technically, have over 300,000 Instagram followers on their respective accounts. And we don't know when the Lion Dyke twins are going to separate into their own parasocial accounts, but that's going to be a fascinating thing to watch as well, which one of them takes the leading spot within the mm. Lion Dyke children. Yeah, shock. I mean, I'm shocked there's not going to be more Lion Dyke babies, but. There might still be. What do you mean? Well, parthenogenesis does what? exist. <laughs> and if anyone can have an immaculate conception from Bachelor Nation, it is probably Lauren Lion Dyke. You could also have vasectomy reversal. An immaculate conception. <laughs> okay. This is an interesting thing. You're fighting back on whether there's going to be more Lion Dyke babies. You never know. You just <laughs> never know. I wouldn't put anything past the Lion Dykes. They're capable of greatness. Literal miracles. Speaking of literal miracles, rounding out Bachelor Nation news, the cringe king, Bennett Jordan, introduced the world to his new girlfriend, Emily Chen, this week in a video posted to his main grid featuring himself doing acrobatic couples yoga with Chen who is herself a talented yoga practitioner. Chen has 197,000 followers and posted the same video to her own grid. The caption on Jordan's post reads, I'm pretty sure she's a real-life angel emoji. Aside from being the most graceful yogi I've ever seen in my 15 years of practice, she has the best heart emoji and spirit of anyone I've ever met. You're going to see a lot more of us, smiley face emoji, but if you want to feel more inspired, more enlightened, grow stronger, live a little lighter, and feel more connected and grounded in your life, I encourage you to follow her too. I'm pretty much the luckiest guy in the world. Smiling emoji with hearts around it. Congrats to the happy couple. We are looking very forward to cringe yoga content from this new couple in the new year future. Will Emily Chin and Bennett Jordan replace yoga with Adrian for you? <gasps> How dare you? I might start doing you yoga because You know what today is? No. 1.5 years of yoga for me. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah, maybe I'll have to check out 
Jordan's girlfriend's page. Elevate myself. <laughs> I like that his girlfriend uh, announcement page says go follow her. He's parasocial to the max. We know this. Mm-hmm. Speaking of parasocial plays, it's now that time of our show when we are going to discuss all the biggest plays that our favorite players are making off the field and in that parasocial world on those screens we all hold in our hands. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. Face gods Mike Kennedorn and Anna Redman made an Instagram reel together with the I can't relate to you sound by playing in the background. The caption reads, yeah, dot, 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 we can't relate. Crazy face emoji, scared face emoji, sad face emoji, rose emoji. <laughs> the video has 413,000 views. 13.5k likes and 73 comments including redmond commenting at justin glaze want to join our club we meet every other thursday we love to see the teaming up by the strongest face players in our beloved game and we hope to see the justin glaze olivia caridi collab sometime soon our 18th crown katie thurston continues to offer up groundbreaking parasocial play even after her time as crown is closing On September 13th, the dildo-wielding California transplant stunned the nation with an Instagram story that showed off a Polaroid filter. In the short video clip, Pizza Head, Heather Martin is seen cheersing with none other than the bearded boner bro from Beyond the Border, Blake Moynes. Bearded boner bro. Martin proclaims, here's to one that worked and one that didn't. In reference to both players' attempts to crash their respective seasons of play, which produced very different outcomes. The post gives us a fascinating glimpse into the self-awareness of the San Diego crew, which seems to be growing by the day, as John Hersey and Katie Morton can also be seen briefly as the camera whip pans around the bedroom. To further bolster the growing influence of the newest Bachelor Nation crew, Thurston's longtime friend and parasocial collaborator at Dr. Lovegrove got into the parasocial game this week with a three-slide main grid post featuring himself, Pizza Head Heather Martin, Katie Morton, John Hersey, Blake Moynes, and Thurston herself enjoying some cocktails while soaking up that SoCal sun. Will the San Diego crew establish itself as one of the preeminent crews within the nation to rival New York, Nashville, and possibly the OG crew itself right here in the home of Gore, Los Angeles, California? It seems like that is the direction we're heading with parasocial plays as strong as these. Clues mentioned our next play briefly before, but Deandra Canoe posted a short TikTok with Bachelor Clues' meme of GS Joe in the background with the caption, Joe rounding up his troops like. She then performs a come-hither hand gesture and lip-syncs the words, let's go. The video has 48.6k views and 5,088 likes. Marissa Gunn also made the same meme her phone background, which she posted to her Instagram stories. Canoe also showed off her TikTok prowess with another short video this week, showcasing a rivalry with Brendan Marias. The caption reads, Brendan, Deandra's just mad because no one is talking to her. In it, Canoe puts a purse on and then sunglasses and walks away from the camera. The video has 749.4K views and 52.3K likes, despite Canoe only having 21.2K TikTok followers. She is very good on TikTok. Everyone should go give her a Mm -hmm. follow and check out some of the things she's doing there. 
Professional rivalman and gatekeeper of 4TWR, Aaron Clancy, jumped into the TikTok arena this week as well with a short video. The caption reads, when I find out someone is there for the wrong reasons, and he does a slow-mo zoom in on his own face as it becomes very mad. The video has 427.2 thousand views and 28.8k likes. We love to see the strong face play by Clancy as he emerges as one of the best comedic characters on sand from this season. And all of these were strong plays, but there can only be one winner, sometimes two. Our parasocial play of the week goes to Rachel Lindsay. Our 13th crown, Rachel Lindsay posted an extraordinary video on Instagram this week. In it, she talks with Dr. Fauci. The headline reads, The Facts on COVID-19, Debunking the Mist with Dr. Fauci. Caption reads, you know me, I'm all about the facts, especially when it comes to COVID-19. That's why I sat down with Dr. Fauci to clear up the misinformation regarding the vaccine and hopefully make us all a bit more educated. Hashtag made to save swipe, swipe emoji. Lindsay's again performing stunning career building moves right now, and we thank her for her service in helping to get this nation vaccinated and debunking some of the widespread misinformation going around right now, contributing to this pandemic unnecessarily lingering on. The video has 20.7K likes and 1,189 comments, while Lindsay still stands just shy of the Million Club at 940K. We think she will inevitably join, and we can't wait to watch her ascension. Praise be Rachel Lindsay. This shit blew my mind. <laughs> Dr. Fauci is globally one of the most famous people alive. Obviously, yes. he's doing good work. He's doing medicine. He's the head of COVID-19, all of that stuff. So not only is she upping her profile by having this super famous person on, they're talking about serious shit that has nothing to do with bachelors or entertainment or any of that she really is starting to step out and establish herself as somebody who can do anything on camera interview anyone Mm -hmm. on camera where she goes from here who knows is she going to be the anchor of like abc nightly news sure i'll buy that if she wants i think so this is fascinating to see i'd hire her yeah i will too once i become the president of abc news i will hire her but congratulations to rachel lindsey she wants to be the third gore host that's that position's available as well. Yeah, that's a step up from interviewing Dr. Fauci. But congrats <laughs> to Rachel Lindsay on this astounding, astounding parasocial play. It was beautiful to watch. And before we get out of the parasocial plays, we have to highlight a parasocial creature of the week. Katie Thurston's cat, Tommy, gets the award this week for parasocial creature of the week. Katie Thurston posted an Instagram live introducing Tommy to her new fiance. The Boner Bro from Beyond the Border, Blake Moines. The video has 588,612 views, 70.1 thousand likes, 686 comments, and it was featured in news articles by Us Weekly and People. Tommy, this is insane engagement. And we know that you don't understand what parasocial play is, and you'll never know that we're even Mm -hmm. talking about you. Nonetheless, congratulations to Tommy, and congratulations to Katie Thurston and Blake Moines for putting together this incredibly cute parasocial play. And I learned a fact about cats, which Blake Moyne said that they have glands in their cheeks. and like their cheeks to be rubbed. I didn't know that. Yeah, informative as well. But that rounds up all of our parasocial plays. And now it's time for Pace Case and I to cut our ropes and fall to the deepest depths of the pit and wallow around in the dirty waters at its bottom. 
This is Screams from the Pit. My scream this week is a borrowed scream, but I feel like it's also my fault, so it's my scream. Oh, all right. <laughs> I had dinner with a friend recently, and she and I have been watching The Bachelor together for many years. I think she's still watching it because of Game of Roses, so that is how it's my scream. <laughs> We've obligated her to it. She's like, I don't really want to watch the show anymore, but I know you do that podcast, so I guess I have to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I just, who knows? <laughs> you know, maybe she just says that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but she told me this week that she was watching Paradise last week, the after there were two episodes in one week, and that she had had an edible, and <laughs> at one point she freaked out to her partner and said, I am so sorry, I just had a cheating thought. And he was like, what? And she was like, it was about grocery store Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no! Not GSJ. Oh, and fuck. what was that cheating thought? It was that she wanted to kiss him. Oh. So I loved this. It made me laugh so hard. She also told me that she cried at the end of the episode when she realized there's only going to be one episode this week. And this was just such a powerful scream by my friend that I thought I would share it with the pit. It was beautiful. <laughs> You know, whether she's listening to our show out of obligation or not, she's in the pit. Like, you you didn't uh -huh. force that upon her, that she, A, had a cheating thought about GSJ, then felt bad enough to tell her partner, and that the cheating was just kissing. I mean, kissing is cheating, sure, depending on what kind of relationship you're in, I suppose. Certainly on Bachelor of Paradise, it's not. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was within her definition of cheating right. in their relationship. Oh fuck, that's so funny. And what was but the partner's I reaction so hard. to it? Do you know? I laugh so hard that I keep that I keep thinking about it. Oh, he like told us the story partially. He was laughing so hard. Mm -hmm. I think he thought it was pretty wholesome. Yeah. Um and cute, which I also thought I thought it was cute, but I just I've just thought about it over and over since that meal and I just laugh to myself every time I think about it. <laughs> I'll be laughing about it as well. I think that's fucking hilarious. I will now give you something else to laugh about. My scream okay. from the pit this week involves an invention I made to make my collection of images from the show a little easier while I'm also simultaneously taking 40 pages of notes on everything that I watch. My old method of watching the show and simultaneously photographing my TV screen so that I can use these images in my memes uh -huh. was I would watch and I would have both hands on my phone taking pictures like basically every two or three seconds of the TV screen. And then I would pause and I would type out my notes. So I would take like 100 pictures, pause, type out my notes. Take 100 pictures, pause, type out my notes. This is extremely inefficient. Uh -huh. Because I would have to Sounds raise like and lower my hands and all this shit. So, I got a selfie stick. Ooh. I put the phone in the selfie stick. I influencer. Well, I mean, influencer from like five years ago. I don't even think people use selfie sticks anymore. But I have a selfie stick now. 
I extend the selfie stick out fully, put the phone in it backwards so it's not facing me for a selfie, it's facing my TV screen, and I have kind of propped it up in between a candle and a book on my coffee table so that it will remain <laughs> straight, and the button on the selfie stick is then next to my right thigh. So I can now type and then just hit that button, type, hit that button, type, hit that button, type, hit that button. So I'm able to get in like a sentence of notes, one picture, sentence of notes, one picture, sentence of notes, one picture. And it's so much faster. It's so much better. And I realize that it sounds crazy <laughs> even as I'm saying it, that I'm proud of myself no, for having developed like this new thing. Assistant. <laughs> I'm like, how can I take more pictures of my TV screen while I'm watching The Bachelor faster so that it will also enable me to continue my rapid pace of typing while I'm doing essentially a mm-hmm. verbatim transcript of everything said? And I figured it out. You've essentially cloned yourself. I don't know if that's true. I've just taught myself how to do something <laughs> quicker with the use of this weird device. My selfie stick propped up between two things. But uh, even as I was doing it for the first time during this last episode, I had a little moment of like, this is really what my life has come to. I'm now ordering a selfie stick and using it for this strange purpose. And then I was also like, yeah, but you solved your problem. This is actually a good thing. And I don't know where really Mm -hmm. I sit on it now, if I'm ashamed of it or proud of it. Maybe a little bit of both. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Whatever makes your life easier, Clues, I want it to be easier. This definitely made it easier in some ways. We'll see how fast I can get at it. But that is my scream. And now before we exit out of the pit we have one more scream this comes from our discord channel which you can access if you go to patreon.com slash game of roses and join us in the bottom of the pit and then you can submit your screams to us and we're going to be playing them during screams from the pit uh and this one is incredible it comes from mad pro take a listen hey there mad pro here so this one actually happened about a week ago So I was watching the finale of Katie's um, season and my boyfriend, who is definitely not in the pit, uh, came in the room just for the proposal and he left. Well, um, the next day we were, my boyfriend and I were getting intimate and he paused from kissing me and told me that he would like to marry me one day, to which I replied, are you saying this because you just saw Katie and Blake get engaged? And he couldn't believe that I was ruining the moment and that that was my reaction to him saying that he'd like to marry me. Yeah, I can't believe I did that either, but there it is. I love this scream so much because I can relate to it hard. I feel (laughs) like (laughs) just working on this podcast, developing our terminology, breaking down emotional emotional moments into gameplay terms were ruining beautiful romantic moments all across our beloved pit. <laughs> People ruining? are saying I love you and all that's going on in their head is LL4. This or maybe was, it's enhancing. Exactly. I thought this was enhancing. I think the interesting thing about this scream is the, the skepticism about the sincerity of this moment. When the partner says, mm-hmm. I want to marry you someday. It's like, you're just saying that because you watched The Bachelor, right? It's like the producers have programmed your mind your to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also in the moment that it is revealed, the, the, the most 
tender uh, moment between two people that can be shared. And it's like, wait a minute. You're just doing this because we watched The Bachelor. This is a fantastic scream. And you have our sincere apologies or our sincere support. However you view it, Mad Pro. I don't know. I don't know if you view this as a funny moment or a bad moment. However you take it, we support you in that endeavor. But thank you so much for submitting this scream. Thank you for sharing it with us. Yes. We truly loved it. And it's always good for us to hear that other people are being deeply affected on personal levels by their fandom of their show, just like we are, because it makes us feel less alone to some degree. Well, thank you. Thank you for submitting your scream. Thank you to my friend who allowed me to use her beautiful story of her cheating thought with me for a scream. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you to everybody who joined us for this week in Bachelor Nation. That rounds out our episode. We hope you've enjoyed it all. And before we go, we do want to mention next Monday, we are going to have a very special Patreon episode coming out in which we are going to be doing a digging deeper of one podcast episode that came out this past week. It is the clickbait episode that hit number one on iTunes for clickbait as a show. And that episode hit number one for all TV film podcast episodes that week. This is the episode immediately after the Brendan Natasha Piper fiasco exploded in which Grocery Store Joe and Natasha are talking very openly about their feelings about it, about fame, about Instagram, about coming in with a plan, all of that stuff. It's a historic podcast because this is the first time clickbait hit number one in any of those metrics. And as we've talked about already on this show, we believe it is establishing a new model for how Warner Brothers is going to start doing these podcasts in conjunction with Paradise. So we're going to go through I believe I've pulled 13 or 14 different clips from it. We're going to go through them all and just kind of talk about what they mean in regard to, again, this new model of podcasts and Bachelor in Paradise being linked forever, really, and how their attitudes are revealing this kind of hypocrisy within the nation about you shouldn't be able to want followers. Meanwhile, they're openly talking about it on a clickbait. The truth is you just can't talk about it on the show, and they all know that. And that's really what comes out in this podcast, I think, loud and clear. I mean, it's definitely a must listen. But if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, listen to our Digging Deeper. (laughs) And that is it. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,116 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be our beloved game. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. 
As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious. And I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. <laughs> Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things, (laughs) and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. 
She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. 